Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters. Welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life podcast. Today, I'm back with my most specialist guest, my husband, Robbie. And if you're listening, you might want to grab your spouse or listen to this again later with them, or maybe even share the episode link with them. Because today, we are talking about a really great marriage and relationship tip, one that is going to help you guys pour into each other, show each other love and quality of time and attention, and one that's going to help you guys hopefully build common interests and support each other in what you have going on in your life. And this tip is honestly quite simple, but a lot of people make it more complicated than it actually is in the application process. So Robbie and I are going to talk a little bit about um, just some of the stuff that's come up for us and some of the ways that this tip has truly changed our lives. And so this is taking an interest in each other's hobbies and ideas. Robbie. This is Robbie, Sasha's husband. Thank you very much again for having me on the show. It's always exciting to be here and really it's a lot of fun and such a privilege. And, uh, it's kind of funny because, in like a meta sense, like being here on the show with you is sort of taking an interest in something that is your interest, something that you are, are deeply passionate about. So not just a hobby, but um, an idea, a passion, just something that really matters. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I appreciate it. We were just talking before we came down to record and I was just like, man, this is my thing that you are coming into um, and just partnering in me with taking the time out of your day, whether you want to or not. I don't know if you really want to do this if you appreciate doing it. I like being here. Okay, You're a lot of fun. (laughs) We have great conversations anyways. And that's one of the things that we really wanted to um, include you guys in on was because I feel like our marriage is something different than we see a lot of. And I think that there's a lot that others can glean from it. You know, if you've listened to one of the earlier episodes about how our marriage started, you can hear that there's been a lot of rockiness, a lot of ups and downs. And It hasn't always been this way, but thinking back all the way to the very beginning, and this was before we were even married, I remember one day Robbie picked me up and took me out on a quote date. I'm doing air quotes right now, if you could see me, but he took me out on a date and he was just driving and I was like, oh, where are we going? And he's like, we're almost there. And he's like, we're going on a hike. And I remember being so irritated 
all of my life I grew up, like I hated exercise. I hated any kind of physical activity. In my mind, it was a punishment. It was not fun. I was not an athletic person in any way, shape or sense. And I was really frustrated. And I'm like, you should probably tell somebody if you're taking them, you know, to do something like this. And to him, it like, it had never even crossed his mind that I, that I might not want to go hiking. But at this point I had never been on a hike. I had never summited a peak or a mountain. And he took me to flat top mountain in Anchorage, Alaska. I was wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt and like a regular bra, you know, you ladies understand like regular bra and physical activity don't really work well together. I had tennis shoes on. I think they were like skate shoes that didn't even tie. Yeah. I think you were in DCs that day. Yep. And he's like, we don't have to, we can turn around anytime, you know? And this is a guy that I've, I've just started dating. So it wasn't like I was going to let him know really, you know, how I was feeling inside or like let him think that I was weak or that I couldn't do it. And that day I hiked my first mountain and I was sweaty and I was stinky and I was so proud of myself. It was like at that point in time, a really difficult thing that I had done and I was proud of myself for doing it. And I remember we're at the top of the mountain and I was like, oh, I'm so hungry already. Whenever we're finished, you know, you can take me out to dinner on a date wherever you want. You know, it was a sarcastic comment that I was making. And that was your first mistake. Yeah. In that moment, I realized what I had done because for four months that we were dating, he was trying to get me to go to sushi. And I was like, absolutely not. That is disgusting. I don't even like fish, let alone raw fish. Why would I ever eat sushi? And little did he know that day he created a monster because I am obsessed with sushi. Like literally every time we go, I like want to get a boat and spend like hundred dollars on sushi. And he's like, calm down. It's just the two of us, but I want all the flavors and I love hiking. And so this day that I can look back to before we were even married, I took part unwillingly in both of them really. And in two of his interests and hobbies and, and pleasures in life. And they became two of my most favorite things today. And if I had been closed-minded and shut out, I would not even know that I love and enjoy these things. And so that's just one of the things and one of the many stories that we have to share with you guys in terms of what this taking interest in each other's hobbies and ideas could mean or could look like for you in your life. But obviously they're not all sunshine and rainbows either. No, I think we've had a few losses along the way. You can't, and not everything's a W. Sometimes you take the L. I'm trying to think of times that we did make a concerted effort to be like interested in the other's thing. And it was just like, it did not happen. Well, you were just talking about one earlier where we put the fruit of the spirit on our wall. Oh yeah. So we have this really beautiful mural that Sasha had uh, crafted and cut out on, on our vinyl cutter. And she wandered up on the wall. It's the fruit of the spirit, which is like our family motto. And she'd been wanting to do this for a while. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll help. So not everything is a complete win. I don't think I'm going to be going after the vinyl cutter too soon. It also involved a trip to Michael's, which I know isn't your favorite. But you were like, yeah, I think we took a drive to Anchorage. Specifically to go to Michael's to get all of the black vinyl that we needed and a couple other things. And of course... If you're like me, you go to Michael's, you can't just go in and get the one thing. You've got to poke around and check on all their sales on things and whatever else. And so he was kind enough to keep an eye on Solo and 
while I got to poke around in there as well. So a day of borderline torture for my husband, but until it was actually trying to get the vinyl stuck on the wall in the perfect spacing and, you know, straight lines and all of this, I had no idea that he wasn't enjoying what we were doing because he, he went along with what I wanted to do and my idea of getting this up on our wall and supported me and was an encouragement and a huge help in that. Now he knows. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be throwing my hands up in the air saying, yeah, Sasha, I'll help you with this next project. But I still gave it a fair shake. Like it was 100% worthy and worth it to like give it a fair shake, give it a try, make the attempt in the same way that like you had taken that unknown plunge. And I think that the central theme here is outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. to try something brand new. Not everything brand new is a win, but sometimes you'll be surprised because sometimes it's a trip to Michael's and a, and a mural on the wall that is uh, an absolute torture. And then some days it is your new favorite food that you want to go to every time it's an opportunity for a date night. The mysteries out there, it's having the faith in each other and having the faith that somebody's got a good idea and that you can trust each other. We're kind of weird that way. We, we give each other that sort of that latitude to push our comfort zones. And I think we've both grown pretty well because of it. Yeah, there are so many things that I never would have thought that I enjoyed or appreciated. Same. Yeah, had you not been interested in it. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is um, just cars, driving mm. cars, racing cars, um, nice cars, admiring cars, and vehicle maintenance on top of that. And one of the things I remember back in the day, which is, is relevant because just the other day we actually did this as well. But I was working on my business and Robbie had a really big project. He was rebuilding the motor on his race car at the time. And I took my laptop and I was just sitting there in a camping chair in our friend's shop, working away on my computer because I wanted to be with him, but I knew he was working on his car. So instead of being in separate places, we were able to sit in the same room and like still have conversations periodically bounce things off of each other, but, but pursuing our completely separate interests at the time. And he had asked me to get up and help him like grab one thing. I had to move the head. The head was kind of big and heavy and it was an awkward angle. I needed a second set of hands just to move it from the block to the bench. And I got up and helped him, of course. Now I'm like, well, my hands are dirty now. You know, they've got like engine grease and whatever, all this stuff all over them. Like, I don't want to go sit back down and like work on my computer. So I was like, oh, what else can I do? This is interesting. And he was showing me different things. And and then later that day, I was able to, what is it that I do? Set set your piston rings or something You, you can like cut that? the piston rings. Yeah, there's three. I'm, moms, get ready. Guys that are on, you'll hopefully understand. There's three piston rings that are on a set of pistons and they need to be cut to a very, very specific tolerance so that they move inside of the engine, but that they also hold the oil in. And it's really tight, like 10 thousandths of an inch, which is like very little. And, you know, this car was only a four cylinder. So there's three rings for four cylinders, 12 rings in total. Sasha cut all 12 of them, put them back in. This was in 2017. It's been five years. And that thing still does not burn a drop of oil. I was super impressed. <laughs> now he likes to go brag about me to all these people that that I can do this like amazing, complex, difficult, whatever. Attention to detail. It's an art. Task. Like, yeah, that's not just like a simple thing. That's an art form. But it's not something that I like necessarily wanted to do. And then the other day, 
he needed to work on his car and fix a couple of things. And our little man loves to drive again, air quotes here. He loves to sit in the driver's seat and push all the buttons and turn the wheel and pretend like he's driving. So he was down there pretending to drive. Robbie's underneath the car working on different things with the exhaust. And so I was like, oh, well, what are you going to do after this? I knew he had a couple of things that he needed to do. I was able to like take off all the bolts and take off the head and take out the spark plugs and get all the prep work done for him to be able to do the job he needed to do and then get it put back together. And so it was a way that I was able to spend quality time help him and his interest and hobby so it could be done faster. And then we could actually do the thing that we wanted to do together for our shared interests. Yeah. Reaching the goal for the shared goal. Yeah. So we've got stories upon stories upon stories of all of these times that we have taken part in each other's interests, even when it was something that we're just like, you know, I don't really want to do this. And that was me the other day working on his car. Same with him going to Michael's and doing this fruit of the spirit on our wall is that no part of him took pleasure and joy in doing it. But what he did take pleasure and joy in was seeing the joy on my face and now seeing it on the wall every time we walk in and knowing that this is a project that we were able to do together. And it was the same thing for me yesterday working on the car. There was no part of me that wanted to work on a car. It's not my idea of fun by any stretch of the imagination, but I did it because I love my husband and I know it's something that he takes joy in. And now I know every time we go for a drive in that car or I drive that car or he gets home safely that, that I was able to take part in that. And it's something that we both can then see the fruits of. Another thing, Robbie, you had mentioned was ideas in terms of this. So we're talking about taking interest in each other's hobbies, but you had like expanded this into taking part in each other's ideas. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So uh, there's a few things that we've done with our lives that have really been beyond the scope of like what, you know, I had considered. Um, I'm a pretty basic guy. I, I grew up, I went into the military. I'm used to a structured work center. I work for somebody right now. I collect a paycheck. So the idea of being entrepreneurial, the idea of being at the box and, and side hustling, if you will, has always been a little bit foreign to me, uh, exotic of an idea, but always a little bit foreign. And I don't know, I never felt like I was the guy for it. That's not the woman that I married. The woman I married is like, well, how can we do X? How can we monetize this? Or how can we create something that will benefit other people? How can we use what we've got? One of the first things that you would come up with was our idea, our Airbnb, because Dave Ramsey, and we're like, oh, man, we have way too much house. We don't use this whole section of it. Um, We should probably sell this place. And we didn't sell it. We were unable to. We're not defeated at that point. I would have been going to happen. Maybe we should long-term rent this area or something like that. You're the one that said we should do Airbnb. I recognized that there was a lot of work that needed to be done, um, which wasn't bad, but I was like, ah, this is like work and it's a load that we need to do. And I already have my job and excuse, 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 and get myself out of, you know, doing these things. How can I find my way back to the couch? And Sasha took the plunge on our behalf and put our house up on or a part of our house up on Airbnb. And lo and behold, we got a booking. So now we had to scramble to get a lot of work done in a very short period of time. And I got to learn a lot. I got to hang a door. I moved a laundry room. We did a lot of stuff. We furnished the place. Uh, God moved a lot in that too. I'm not going to overexpand on this example. But the fact of the matter is, Sasha took the plunge on an idea 
but she had actually taken the, the, the hard steps forward, mentally hard steps. And we have had a successful, profitable running Airbnb for, this is going to our fifth year. That's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And it was alone was one of the few things that spurred us to bring our, our son home. And then for you to, uh, to start Intentional Abundance, the I Am coaching program, uh, to write an entire 100-page uh, planner all on your own, like I'm, I'm so happy and privileged that I got to be here to support this because I had no idea what you were doing and really no understanding for probably a year. I just had raw, blind faith in you. Like, hope she knows what she's doing, <laughs> but I'll just keep standing by. <laughs> Appreciate that. And he was supportive, even though he didn't know what was going on some of the time. Like, yeah, and had doubts or whatever, but he was able to take a role of like, gonna have faith in what my wife believes and is holding fast to. I'm gonna have faith in what she is saying about her to do this. And he was he was so extremely supportive and in different ways that I can't even get into right now, but just having faith in that idea. And another one of an idea of like living that free life. And to me, that's foreign. Like I was not raised this way. It is, it's not that way. Right. Just get credit for it. Just get credit for it. That's what credit cards are for. You know, you can always pay it off later. And that has very much been my mentality basically my whole life. To me, I have financial security because I have a credit card and I can just use that. And Robbie, when I met him, did not have a credit card. He lived well within his means. He always, um, I don't don't know that I would say budgeted well, but you kept a good eye on your finances and you very firm in making sure you spent less than what you earned every month. And, And I was the opposite. And so this whole idea of being like financially stable and you had mentioned Dave Ramsey and like going according to what Dave Ramsey teaches in his program and his baby steps and financial peace university, like concept that is pretty foreign to me, um, definitely uncomfortable, definitely causes me to live in a way that's, that's not in my comfort zone, really. Like there have been tears. There have been tears recently. (laughs) There have been (laughs) tears of growth. Yes. Tears of growth. But it's, I'm, I trust the plan that my husband has for our life. Just like he trusts in in my business and what what God has been calling me to, I trust the vision that He has for our family and our future, and in terms of our finances. And I'm willing to submit to His ideas and His faith in this, and live in accordance with that, and and do what I need to do to stick to this plan that that we've stick made to together, the plan. right? And and one other one. Um, that I want to bring up that you had mentioned earlier was about going to church. Yeah, that was your idea, actually. Um, even though I'm supposed to be the spiritual head of this family, it sure wasn't when we started going to church. What was that seven years ago? Eight years ago? Eight? Mm-hmm. Maybe eight in October, seven and a half-ish. Yeah. It's been a while. Not long enough, but a while ago. Yeah, we had uh, we had lived largely secular lives. Nothing... We weren't like what anybody would consider to be bad human beings, but we just weren't living according to God's truth. And life had gotten kind of stacked up on us. And I was content with all my coping mechanisms and just kind of plugging through the day. And I probably would have just plugged through the day right until the day I passed away. 
um, that that was not enough for Sasha at that point. She needed more. Um, I also needed more. Didn't know I needed more. So when she said, you know, I've really, I think we need to start going to church. We need to look into this because I've looked everywhere else for an answer. And I was uh, apprehensive and kind of slugging, dragging my feet. And and there were definitely a few Sundays where I'm like, well, if God really wants us to go to church, he'll wake us up. You know, he'll, he'll make sure we get up in time. That carried on for about a month or so. And then I think one day it was just to determine like, no, nope, we're going to go. And we picked the church that was right down the road from our house. And I remember walking in the first day and I felt like my feet were going to catch on fire. <laughs> um, and it was a, it was a huge leap of, it was a leap of faith, uh, but it was a leap of trusting, you know, what my wife desired and feeding what she needed at that time and putting myself aside, which I think a lot of this uh, comes back to dying to oneself. Um, I think that's kind of the core. If you were to be looking up like, well, where would this fit in the Bible? And right there. And that, that started a paradigm shift in our entire lives. Everything changed after that day, how we treated each other, how we treated our friends, who we hung out with, what activities we undertook, even our language changed. I mean, mm. almost everything started that day. And that was one of the healthiest shifts in our lives. Yeah. And Thanks, it was, by the way, I don't know if I ever said thank you, but thank you. <laughs> Thank God, right? Yeah. So I think in in maybe wrapping this up a little bit is is that you know we've talked a lot about taking part in each other's hobbies and each other's interests and each other's ideas, but in reality, a lot of common interests and common good for our life and our family has come out of just the willingness to to believe and take part in the joy of our spouse. Like I had said at the beginning, you know, sushi and hiking have become some of my greatest passions. Like cars are a huge part of our lives. Like we, I, I had never gone, um, what's called autocross racing or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, until Robbie, I got with him and it was a huge interest of his and, and he would go sometimes on the weekends and then I started going with him and then I started racing when he would go to race and yeah, that was a huge mistake. You're a really good driver. <laughs> yeah. I bought him a road rally day when we lived in England and, um, it was so funny because I was the only one to get an award that day at the, at the rally school. And like, it was me, Robbie, and a bunch of other dudes. And like, they were all like irritated. And Robbie's like, yeah, woo! Like, I'm gave totally me a standing games. ovation about it. My wife's an amazing driver in, in the dirt with rear wheel drive cars, which is incredibly difficult, by the way. Mm. Very skilled. My forte. Yeah, you do well. <laughs> you do well with the hard stuff. Yeah, right? But there are so many other things that have become common interests for for us as a family that had we not tried each other's interest, we wouldn't even know that these are things that are like kind of the basis of our family and what we do together. And, and hiking is a huge thing. Like our son has already been hiking like so many times in his life. And I'm pretty sure it's going to grow into a big passion of his because it's been something we've been doing as a family so young already and, and looking back to that day and how sour I was about hiking, like it, it just blows my mind to think about 
you know, just laying down that, that closed mindedness and shut offness. If there's, if that's even a word, um, mental isolation. Yeah. In myself to be willing to submit myself to somebody else's ideas and even joys just to see how it goes. And like Dave Ramsey says, you know, if it doesn't work, you can always go back to doing what you've always been doing, but there's a point in trying it. If somebody else, especially that somebody else being your spouse or even your kids enjoy it, Mm. then it's worth it for you to at least try because you never know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Not everything's going to be gold all the time, but in our experience, it's definitely better than a 50% average enough that I would encourage people to give us a try. So like, what would this look like then? Like for say that there's a couple that is like listening to this right now. Okay. Like you are listening to this right now. What are good questions that you can ask yourselves and each other to, to kind of get this dialogue going? Um, I really love this article that I had found on uh, focus on the family where they had talked about like setting up a date night for you and your spouse. Always a fan. Yep. And go to someplace new for dinner, like a place that's different, not in your norm. Like, you know, we have the favorite Mexican restaurant that if we're going to go out to dinner, we usually are going to go there or our favorite little cafes. So go someplace different that you wouldn't normally eat, whether it's a different cuisine or trying a new restaurant or whatever else. And then over dinner, discuss some of your interests, asking each other, like, what were some of your favorite hobbies as a child? What did you and your parents or other family members do to support you in those hobbies? I like asking questions like, what would you pursue if time and money were not a factor? I think you get some really interesting ideas from people. Yeah. The the lottery question, if you will. If you won the lottery, what would you do? Yeah. I know what I would do. Involves race cars. <laughs> do you view hobbies as a primarily a form of rest and relaxation or personal enrichment and growth? I think that's a huge question, that too. Is. Well, that, that's a that's a fluid question because there's things that are both. There's things that are strictly one and things that are strictly the other. Yeah. One of the things that we really like to do for rest and relaxation is go out on our canoe. Yeah. And Robbie, I don't know if you had ever been like really in a canoe or a, a water kind of boating guy prior to me, but we had some friends that were PCSing military lingo for moving to your next duty station and they were selling their canoe and it was like not even a question in my mind i'm like i am buying that canoe and i don't know if you had any interest in buying that canoe nope but now it's become a really fun hobby that we enjoy as a family and that's like a rest and relaxation thing but i know robbie and i are are even different in that sense where a lot of his hobbies he really enjoys for rest and relaxation. I think working on cars is kind of like the personal enrichment growth aspect. Um, but a lot of Robbie's hobbies, he would choose to rest and relax. Whereas I'm always like Robbie's hobbies, Robbie's hobbies. <laughs> I'm always about personal enrichment and growth. Like my hobbies are like, let's study, let's learn, let's grow. Let's, <laughs> I'm let's like, let's, let's go to the movies. Let's yeah. go to Dave and Buster's. Let's go go-kart racing or something like that's Yeah. yeah. I read books, but that's not what different I do. Necess- yeah. That's not necessarily what I do. We have different, different, and that's okay. 
<laughs> so anyways, after you ask each other these questions and kind of get this really discussion out over dinner, maybe even pull out like an app in your phone. One of the ones I love is like Workflowy. You can make checklists or Trello. You can make different boards. And then for us, we always share, you know, we share the same login and so, or, or share, um, access to each other so we can go in and add things to or go in and look at things and making a list even if it's on pencil and paper guys that's totally acceptable too but list out your common interests or or just all of your interests and highlight one of them in a certain color and highlight a different one um or highlight all of your shared ones in one color highlight all of his in a different color and all of hers in a different color. And then you can see where you can find ones that you both enjoy or ones that, you know what, maybe he needs to set aside himself to go do her hobbies sometimes and where she needs to set aside her. Yeah. I wonder all too, like maybe another idea could be write down all of your interests and have your spouse write down all of their interests and then trade papers. And then each of you get a yellow, green and red or pink highlighter. Highlight in green the ones you're like, oh, I'm on board with that. Yellow the ones you're like, I would give that a try. And red for the ones you're like, absolutely not hard pass. Don't even think about it. But I'm going to challenge that thought too, Robbie. Like, I I don't think anything should be red on the list unless it's like sinful, right? Or dangerous. Because to me, if I read your list and it said hiking and sushi and working on cars, Mm -hmm. they would have been red for me. What about scuba diving? Yeah, I don't know about that. I had, you know, the first time I went snorkeling, I was like hyperventilating and couldn't even do it. But the second time we went, I was able to do it. Yeah, but you didn't really like the fish too much. The dory fish were like harassing you. Yeah, that was the first time. That's why I was like hyperventilating because they're like, oh, the fish are scared of you. And I'm like, the fish are in my face and they will not go away even when I swat them. They probably wanted popcorn. <laughs> but I don't want you guys to to have a closed-minded approach to this, right? I want, I want you to challenge your comfort zone and challenge yourself to, to take joy in your spouse's joy, even if it's just one time, right? Yeah. I think that the common goal stuff, like the green stuff you should go for like right away to kind of establish this trust Mm -hmm. and then maybe work your way into the yellow stuff, but then maybe make a commitment to each other at least one time. Try one of the red ones. Yeah. Because you don't know. Bonus round, Sasha never saw and never had any interest in anything Star Wars related ever before we met. And then one day, episode one was playing at the IMAX theater. Fast forward, our son's name is Solo. You can extrapolate. (laughs) Another fun fact, men and pedicures aren't really something that you would see together. But Robbie and I really enjoy to go get pedicures together and his trip to Thailand really changed that because he would go to the mall and get foot massages almost every day for like literally pennies of us dollars. And he came back and was telling me about these foot massages and, Oh, he misses going to get a foot massage. And I'm like, Robbie, that's basically what they do at a pedicure. Come with me and check it out. And in his mind, he was like having to get his toenails painted or whatever else. And so every time we go, it's so funny. They always ask him if he wants polish and he's like, no, you want the gel? No, I don't want the gel. Do you want clear? No, I don't want clear <laughs> alone. He's like, I'm like, why don't you get clear? And he's like, because then my toes are going to be shiny. All right. In my defense, the first time we ever went together, I was like, yeah, sure. Clear sounds good. And then somebody saw me in flip flops. and They're like, 
do you have toenail polish on? And I had to lie. And I don't like lying. So I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. No, my toes are shiny. <laughs> but. No date night is complete without a, a trip to uh, getting a pedicure. That's that's true. Guys, give it a try. If it's red on the list, you got to give that one a try. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> well, I want to encourage you guys to consider what you're already doing. Hmm. What is it that you guys are already seeing that you're spending your time together doing? Maybe it's you always have a TV series that you like to watch together. Maybe you guys really enjoy reading your Bible together. Maybe it's cooking in the kitchen. Like these things are totally acceptable too. But the idea is like encouragement to spend time together. And even when you have children, finding the time to have quality time with your spouse to keep that intimacy in your relationship. Hey friends, thank you so much for jumping in and listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, I would love nothing more than to see a review come across my podcast from you. I take the time to read every single one of them, and I know that it makes a difference in people hearing and listening to my podcast. So thank you in advance for taking the moment to go down below and complete the section where it says write a review. And if you're not in the Intentional Abundance community, come on over to Facebook and jump inside so we can chat about today's episode or other episodes as they come out. Share your takeaways, ask questions, and maybe even get to chat with some of our guests.